Hey, and welcome to Cultivate the Ordinary Podcast. Curious conversations for the bored, jaded, and burned out. I'm Travis. And I'm Jesse. In a world that sees with dim lenses due to fear, stress, and uncertainty, we want to inspire and spark a better awareness of imagination and God's presence in the everyday. We invite you to join us on a fun journey of discovery and curiosity as we look for God's goodness and love in the ordinary through the lenses of joy, wonder, beauty, and hope. All right. Hey, it's Travis here. Welcome to our first episode of Cultivate the Ordinary. And so, yeah, today we're just going to talk a little bit about ourselves, who we are, some of our thoughts behind this podcast, and uh, yeah, see what what ensues in this conversation. So, we are a married couple living in South Carolina, and that is true, (laughs) and we are really passionate about foster care and adoption and that space. We work for a national organization called America's Kids Belong. I'm a writer. You are an artist. Yep. I love mountain biking. You love... This is turning into a game now, so you love... (laughs) Oh, a game. Okay. I love um, long walks on the beach and... (laughs) Okay. That's just filling your body. I am an artist. You're right about that. Um, I love to, to cook. That, and you're a coach. You're a marriage coach. Yeah. doing that we're both into soul care rhythms and practices and and working in that space and building a retreat in tennessee so that's kind of been a huge thing that we're we're kind of into together and so yeah we love our projects we love our projects our marriage needs projects we've found that we just need <laughs> when we don't have we... something to work on together we're like at each other's throats yeah well it's true and i think like for us maybe it's not that we don't fight when we do projects. It's just the fight is the project more than the fight seems as personal. Is oh, that, yeah. No, that's a good that, observation. So very, could that be why good. we don't even realize how much why we love projects? But it's because... Right. We're fighting about like the project, not the, about each other. <laughs> it's, like, it's like distracted fighting. Or like, is that... Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Well, welcome to our marriage, apparently, here. (laughs) All right. So you wanted to call this Cultivate the Ordinary, which I absolutely love that name. But why don't you tell us a little bit about what that comes from or or how you came up with the title? Yeah. So uh, as a writer, I I really love, I just love quotes. Uh, Quotes for me are signposts and, um, you know, some quotes are, are, are worth the price of the book itself. And so the novelist Walker Percy uh, once had this um, just provocative, inspiring line, consciously cultivate the ordinary. And that line has rattled around in my head um, for this last year in so many ways of just thinking through how that can apply to life and and things. And so, yeah, it sort of uh, was a catalyst of just a podcast idea for, you know, what would it look like to to engage a journey of of people and stories and you know inspiring quotes and and just things that are helping us to consciously cultivate the ordinary in our lives you know and so to be inspired um 
and uh, you know all of that and then also just um, you know seeing here where where's God at work where's God's presence in ordinary things and ordinary places and vocations and people yeah, so what about like a podcast I mean why why a podcast for you why did you agree of because i think this was initially my idea but you're, we love projects <laughs> like, did i agree <laughs> well okay so you agreed to try one episode that's what we're doing here so okay so stay tuned if there's a number two after this but this is what what sort of you know threw you the idea and of course you're really creative and but what what kind of well initially i think the idea of being able to spend some more time with you um, having meaningful conversations. I love deep talk. Um, you love lighthearted, fun, um, conversation. I think when those two things come together, mm -hmm. um, there's just a really good balance with that. Um, so I definitely, um, have had a lot of experiences coaching people through, um, personality patterns, through understanding, um, maybe trauma, attachment, things like that, um, in my own personal work and developed a resilience program. Um, and so just thinking about how people are wired and how they operate and how they think, uh, it really resonated with me, just this idea of, uh, cultivating ordinary life, um, having a conscious awareness of cultivating ordinary life, um, in a meaningful way. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it definitely ticked all the boxes for me. <laughs> At least to try an episode and see. So yeah, concept we'll see. is there. Okay. We'll see by cool. the end of this. <laughs> but we are together and we're laughing. So. Mm -hmm. so what would you say, like, who this podcast is even for? Like, yeah, you want I, to listen? for sure. So, I mean, I think that... Um, just I, I think a lot about like what's going on in our time right now and i think of you know we are captivated by or held captive to our technology you know it's like our we have hectic schedules we have um you know so much polarization one-sided news narratives a lot of us feel isolated and alone um so many of us struggle with anxiety or you know getting to places of burnout um you know, some of us are really just bored and, and just, just overall the stress is just seems like it's sky high. Um, weariness seems to be such a common thing talking to friends and stuff. So when I think of like, who is it for? I mean, it's just this wide net of like all of these, you know, like Americans, like us, you know, just like, um, you know, just looking to be, uh, inspired um to see for some of us that have lost hope um to be curious again like you know to live with child childlike wonder and awe you know see the world that way so that's yeah well you wrote a you wrote a book yeah that, that probably has a lot to do with um, yeah that wonder can you say a little bit more about shiny eyes yeah the book? yeah so i i think it was two years ago wrote a book um called shiny eyes seeing better through the lenses of joy tears beauty and hope and very, you know, in a similar way, I guess, to even the um, vision of this podcast, but that book of, you know, just um, it, so many of us, it, it just feels as if we've lost our bearings. You know, we live in this world that, that's become foggy with just so many disoriented things. And, um, 
And yet, there are people in our lives that it's like we're drawn to their eyes. I mean, that was a little bit of the book idea of like, there's something so hopeful radiating over their eyes that draws us to them. Um, and so I just felt like also that as Christians, you know, so many of us that are just, I guess, putting our hope in misplaced things, you know, where we aren't, we've lost sight of God in the ordinary or in just our days, our struggles and have lost that hope. And so that was a little bit of the catalyst behind that book of just like trying to see through new lenses, the way in which God is working in the world and showing up in places sometimes that you wouldn't expect, um, or even in dark and scary places that actually God is embodying as well. So it's a little bit of that from the book, but that would be similar in this hopefully. Yeah. So when you think about, you know, people listening and, and who this is for, a lot of it is, is just that new vision that, um, seeing beyond things, mm-hmm. like you've said before. Um, yeah, that's a great, great, someone kind of defined hope as, as seeing beyond things. I, I love that. It's a very simple definition, but it's like, you know, the people that have hope, Rosa Parks, you know, when she stayed in her seat on the bus, saw beyond, you know, probably the yelling and the, you know, all of the fear swirling around and saw something, you mm-hmm. know, that if I stay here, if I, you know, um, something is going to change. So do you think like cultivating the ordinary is about the present moment, mm-hmm. but like you're saying, hope is about Mm-hmm. It's about seeing beyond things to the future. Sure. So yeah. cultivating the ordinary has to do with now and the not yet. Yeah, no, that's that's a good insight. I think that um, there's a link between the two that the people that um, are probably really at work changing the ordinary around them see, you know, not just a vision for the future differently, but they're seeing seeing something different like an artist that sees a blank canvas you know there's just they see what could be be what could become you know and i think that's what we need right now is we need more stories of what can become um and and what in front and yeah so mm-hmm. well and your story is that of what could become i mean i think about uh, you caring for your dad for instance um and just for many caregivers, I'm sure they can identify with the daily um, weariness of, of, you know, giving to others, you mm-hmm. know, nurses, um, yeah. you know, family members, people who have that same experience. But throughout that experience, you wrote this book. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that... I think that's the, uh, what we really hope to, to see um, through, like I said, a journey of going you know, into stories that are in the ordinary realm of just life and um, struggle even. And yeah, I think for me with my dad, you know, working, uh, you know, living, living with him and, and caring for him with his severe you know, end-of-life dementia, um, it was just like, I don't know, I guess I was... I think God gave me a lot of hope and strength and in a time that I needed that to, to get through that. But I, I just remember there would be days where I was able to see 
dad's, um, you know, stark and rapid decline, even in times where, yes, I'd be angry and yes, there'd be times I'd be despairing about it and, and losing patience and things like that. And there would also then be times where I would see that the way in which, he, you know, even at the time maybe where he lost his voice, could no longer communicate, he was so enthralled by the sunset or the things around him in his, in his present surroundings that were instructive to me of where, um, I guess, seeing that even like in his story where the crippling thief of dementia that's robbing everything wasn't able to rob his sense of wonder and beauty. And so I think it's like, yeah, just that was an ordinary moment that my dad with, I guess I was able to see differently, um, even with his fog of dementia happening. Hmm. Yeah. And we often see that with, with kids too, you know, just spending time around small children, that wonder and being truly present. They may not have quite the same hopeful future focus as what, you know, we're talking about, but they, they bring our attention to, to that present moment. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up too, because the last sort of a person that comes to my mind is my brother, Jeremy, who, you know, in, I think it was 2009, was in a, you know, tragic rollover wreck in Montana. And since then, you know, he continues to be, he had a severe traumatic brain injury. To this day, he's still either in a a bed or a wheelchair 24-7, needs full care, um, needs fed through a tube, all of that cannot speak fully trapped in his body um, but can communicate either through a device or by simply moving his arm and we spell through the alphabet and I see Jeremy as such an inspiration for how he cultivates the ordinary around him and constantly is teaching the rest of us how to have joy and that's just within the bleakest of circumstances He's seeing beyond things, like we talked about with hope. And he's teaching us how um, even really limiting tragic things, not dismissing that they're tragic and sad and hard to deal with, but can be, um, there's there's something that can be cultivated still in that, that is, mm-hmm. in, in his way, changing the people around him. Not just his world, but he's, he's changing people and giving them hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes me think, about, you know, in my experience with those who have been through trauma and difficult experiences, like you said, um, there's a certain level of safety that you have to be feeling in order to see beyond the, the present trauma or the present trial. Um, that's a sort of stress and survival mode uh, often hinders your wonder and curiosity and so you know the more attention and the more stories and the more offerings we can give to to bring that sense of safety and you know hope Mm -hmm. that that what what's going on right now is not it you know um and in it if if you sometimes peel back a few layers Mm -hmm. God's up to something in what you're going through. And so, yeah, I mean, we both have so many different stories. I think about, you know, couples and individuals I've worked with um, who are going through immense um, 
conflicts mm -hmm. and, you know, the patterns of their personality and the patterns of the things that, that, that they're battling through, uh, they come to me because they know that they're, it's not over, that there is hope. They, they want to do some work, but, um, but my job a lot of times is like, let's see beyond what's going on right here mm -hmm. in this moment. Like yeah. sometimes they're going to the past, past experiences, assuming things or, mm -hmm. or they think they know how this is going to play out. But every new situation is a new opportunity for something to be created. Right. And so just keeping that attention that you can consciously cultivate every moment of every day and bring in goodness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's the last part of sort of the vision behind, you know, cultivating the ordinary is trying to see through new lenses or, you know, a new, new eyes, you know, through the lens of joy, tears, beauty, and hope. You're going to probably hear that a lot. That's from the book, Shiny Eyes. But I really think that that, that is the way that when we can see the world differently through those lenses, um, maybe even as we once did, um, that we're going to see, uh, a lot more possibility and hope and joy and, and all of these things that some of us so desperately need. Um, there's a great line by uh, Marcel Proust when he said, the real voyage of discovery is not seeking new landscapes, but in having new eyes. And I think that's, if I were to say that, um, I'd love that to be sort of a mantra for the journey. That would be one of the, the big ones. Yeah, I love that. I love that quote so much. But yeah, just that our intention is to see more than just the ordinary every day, but to see God at work in everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. And to hear from others who are, are, are seeing that as well and be inspired through that. And again, through stories of, uh, of those things and then, you know, quotes and, and just conversations, real conversations and hopefully having a lot of laughs along the way. So that is the intention. Thank you for listening and joining in on this conversation today. And we look forward to sharing some more and having you join us next time.